Hello and welcome to the Health by Matt podcast. I'm your host, Matt Wilkinson. I'll be giving you my insights into all things health and fitness and a few opinions on random news as well along the way. Let's get going. Welcome, guys. Welcome back again. This is episode five, I think. We're up to five? Yeah, should should be five. Somewhere thereabouts. Um, I'm going to have to go and check that now, aren't I? Yes, it was episode five. Um, So anyway... Not a very smooth start, but we'll get going. So in today's episode, we're going to talk about exercise variety. Do you need to do different types of training or can you do the same thing week in, week out, day in, day out and get results and also avoid injury just doing the same thing over and over again. And then later on in the episode, we're going to talk about resistance bands. Um, A lot of people have probably been using them at the minute with the gyms closed and lockdown and all that stuff. I'm a little bit reluctant to keep talking about lockdown because it's wearing on me a little bit. God, I cannot wait for this to be over and the gyms to open. We're not far off now, though. We're really close. Um, So that's today's episode. But before we get going, we have some good news. We got to the bottom of the Pringle mystery. We did indeed. Um, so, as somebody kindly pointed out, it is referred to on the street as a can of Pringles. I still don't agree with it because a can is something you get a fizzy drink from. And apparently, it's also known as a Little John Drum, according to the company that manufactured it. So, go and Google that if you want to check, but you probably don't care. And I've probably flogged this like a dead horse. So, Pringles need to. Oh, I'm not allowed to swear, am I? Anyway, let's get into the first question. First question is from Rory. There's a couple of questions um, sewn into it, so we'll delve into it and let's hear what he's got to say. Hey up, Matty. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Uh, just got two quick questions. Um, firstly, are there risks associated with overdoing certain types of workouts during the week? So, for example, HIIT training. And what would you recommend someone to do to have a balance between HIIT and other, other workout types? And then, secondly, speaking selfishly as a, a permanent desk jockey, are there values in increasing the amount of stretching or, say, yoga workouts that you do within your, your weekly regime? Cheers. So I'm starting to feel like my catchphrase should be another good question. But it is another good question or two. So I'm going to call it for what it is. It's a good question. So part one of the question was asking about doing the same type of exercise, um, e.g. HIIT, throughout the week, and just doing that type of exercise. Are there any risks to doing that? So let's take this right back to the beginning, and then we'll build through an answer and try and make it as uh, understandable as possible. And it helped me understand it as I go and give you a, a long-winded answer for something that I could probably tell you in about 30 seconds. But we've got about 20 minutes to fill up, so here we go. So with any type of exercise, what you have to understand is there is a risk. Some pose more risk than others um, for potential injury risk. So if you're doing CrossFit, let's bring it up again and bully it a little bit more because that's what I like to do. Um, Your risk of injury is pretty high. If you're doing CrossFit five times a week, you've got a pretty good chance of getting injured at some point. If you enjoy CrossFit and love it and you're willing to take that risk, 
100% go for it and I mean that I absolutely mean that and there's no sarcasm behind that if you actually 100% enjoy it do it you only live once so go for it um walking on the other hand is pretty low depends where you're walking if you're going through mountains and you know there's probably a little bit of a risk to that as well uh, walking through city centers you get run over by a bus maybe bloody hell what I'm trying to say is there's a risk with everything now if we're going to get really specific on the types of exercise in the name of HIT, it stands for high intensity interval training so my big problem with HIT at the moment is everybody every oh god i'm gonna i'm, I'm gonna rag on trainers again meh oh well HIT is high intensity interval training most people doing high intensity interval training and call it that but they're actually doing moderate intensity interval training or steady intensity interval training um, if you can do a genuine high intensity interval training session five days a week i would argue that you're not going hard enough and going high intensity enough oh god there's a lot of intensity being thrown around here but if you can do a high intensity workout five or more days a week, you're not you're not doing high intensity. You're probably doing moderate intensity. So if you try to push through that and you are genuinely pushing hard and you are going all in, you are probably going to run into injuries. Not now, but it might be a little bit down the line. A lot of wear and tear on your body. You got to. It's a really good analogy, but to think of your body like a car is always a really good way of thinking about it. If you go and drive and you just rag it and redline it and accelerate hard, slam the brakes on, corner hard in your high intensity driving um, methods, then there's going to be a lot of wear and tear on it and that car's not going to last very long really. If you put your foot down in it every so often and you're clever about it and then you're ticking over between times because you want to get that fuel economy as well. That car probably lasts quite a long time. But yeah, if you're going all in every time, numerous times a week, you probably are going to run into some issues down the um, down the home run, down the long stretch. But if you're only doing it for a short period of time, you know, you maybe you've got a holiday coming up or an event, or you know, you want to lose some weight quick, which isn't recommended. But if that's what you want to do, and you're willing to um overreach for a couple of weeks maybe even a month and essentially overtrain for a little bit that's not the end of the world really so um that's okay and then the only other uh, situation i'd say it's okay is if you can only exercise two or three times a week uh, if you can only exercise two or three times a week you need to give it some in order to get as much from that as you can what we have to remember is it's good to you know Put your foot down accelerate train hard and all this but you get results with consistency and going overboard burning yourself out you're just not going to be able to be consistent with that it feels good and like i get that people want to do that but consistency is king over everything um hope that answers the question and we'll move on to part two so as a desk jockey rory was asking is it beneficial basically to have more stretching and more yoga incorporated into your um, workout program or routine through the week? So the short answer is yes. Um, 
the reason why i want to say that straight off the bat is anything that's low intensity and anything that gets you moving anything that frees up joints and and can essentially help your body move better it's almost like a go free card uh, do it as and when you feel you probably can't do too much within reason i mean if you're going to be doing it for 23 hours a day you might have a bit of a yoga addiction which might actually be a thing in 2020 i'm not sure but realistically you're not going to do too much of something like that now the only other thing to consider um, is to the why so why are you doing this why do you want to stretch more um, what are you trying to counteract if it's the sitting at a desk for seven or eight hours a day how can you undo um, sitting in that one position basically so a few things I would suggest straight away is thoracic extension and thoracic rotation um, and focus on hip mobility a lot and I'd also work on some core strength as well because just sitting there your core muscles aren't really doing too much and I know if I sit a lot over time especially over lockdown I found that my core's got a little bit weaker and it's made my lower back a bit weaker um, so upper back rotation and extension core strength and then hip mobility as well now the second question is from Katie she was on uh, a while back I don't know what episode it was but she's got a question about resistance bands they've become very popular over the last few months with people trying to be as creative as possible with their home gyms and their home setup um, so let's hear what she's got to say I've noticed recently you do workouts with the resistance bands this is something I've seen quite a lot of but wouldn't really know where to start with um, using them is this something that you could help me with um, and just kind of explain how and why we should use them another good question it is so let's get right into this one no messing around with this one let's just cut to the chase answer the question and no faffing no gloss around the outside with this one resistance bands are as the title suggests a band that provides resistance other things and other bits of equipment that provide resistance are dumbbells weights machines barbells kettlebells and generally everything you would use for resistance training resistance bands are basically just another tool that you can use to create a resistance in whatever direction you want to use the band so obviously and um, by that i mean the further you stretch the band the more resistance it's going to create so if you were to hook it around a doorpost for example and you were going to pull and row that band in towards your body that's going to work your back muscles as you pull and row just like it would for a cable or just like it would if you were bent over doing a dumbbell row the only difference is free weights provide their resistance in an up and down fashion because gravity is the only thing that a weight can use to provide resistance However, the difference with resistance bands, what makes them a little bit more versatile is they can provide resistance in any plane. So however you set it up, however you anchor that weight, whether you stand on it, whether you hook it around something, pulling that band from the point where it's fixed is going to create a resistance in that plane. So unlike the dumbbell, which is just down with the force, with gravity, resistance bands can go up, they can go down, they can go left, right, um, they're really really versatile so it does give you uh, quite a lot of 
options and quite a lot of exercises you can do with them as opposed to just a dumbbell now i will say there is a negative side to these as well so the the resistance isn't very smooth most resistance bands are not very good in the first part of a movement they're really quite weak and they're really quite um almost pointless actually in the the first part of the movement and then just to make it more annoying as you get towards the end part of the movement as well they actually almost become too hard to actually get that last little bit of the movement so they're not ideal um but they are better than nothing and if you've got no machines and no cables and no equipment um they're really really good a really easy addition to have and they're really easy to move around as well so if you wanted to take some weights on holiday that's probably not going to work very well but you could easily chuck in a few resistance bands in your suitcase and get a bit of a holiday pump on so one little hack um which i've been experimenting with quite a bit more over lockdown because i've had to get really creative and i've not had the luxury of all these fancy gym machines is combining dumbbells and resistance bands in the same movement now the problem with dumbbells is as opposed to resistance bands is usually at the beginning and the very end of the movement is the the easiest part for most exercises it's it's not an exclusive law of physics if we want to go down that route um so what you can do rather than when you get to the top of say a bicep curl with a dumbbell and it starts to get easier just that last little bit where you get it to the top if you are holding a resistance band as well that's actually where the resistance band will have the most tension so as you get through the hardest pit bit with the dumbbell the resistance band then kicks in and it's still hard throughout the whole movement don't get me wrong it's not easier to do this but it makes that bicep curl um, so much more effective because you're actually getting a, a full resistance throughout the whole movement as opposed to just kind of the middle section or um, the stimulus you get from whether using dumbbells or resistance bands whichever area of the movement that hits the most because no exercise is really perfect um, cables are probably your best bet if you want to get that full smooth resistance throughout a movement but even they're not perfect so combining the dumbbells with resistance bands if you can and if you can find a way to make it work it is quite complicated is probably your best way to go but yeah um, apart from that I'd say you can use resistance bands for every exercise you could probably use a dumbbell for and you've also got that versatility of the different tensions and being able to use them from a different angle other than what dumbbells provide with gravity so um, pretty much the same I guess as the rest of the weights but just a little bit different so I hope that answers the question um, and in doing so it brings me to the end of the question section however I just wanted to touch on one more thing before we wrap up the episode this has literally just been announced uh, about an hour or two ago but it's official gyms in England have been given the green light to open from the 25th of July We're there, we did it, we're back. Not yet, but <laughs> assuming there's no second peak before then, but we're pretty much back. Um, exciting times, I'm sure the novelty will wear off after a week or two and everybody will be suffering with severe doms, not being able to walk from doing too many lunges, um, but hopefully there'll be no injuries, hopefully people take it. I know people are gonna be excited to get back in the gym, I'm gonna be one of those, but hopefully people will take it a little bit easy the first couple of sessions back, but 
that's up to them. That's not my problem, unfortunately. So a couple of quick tips for when you return back to the gym when they open at the end of the month. Tip number one, forget the workouts you were doing before lockdown started. Restart with a full body program and if you're used to doing three, four or five sets per exercise, cut that in half. So obviously, if you're used to doing four sets per exercise, just do two. It might feel easy when you're doing it, but believe you me, the next day you're going to feel it. Some people like that sore feeling. However, if you then can't walk for another two weeks, you can't go back to the gym. And that's going to be a bit of a bore, isn't it? So use the first one to three sessions to build yourself back up and cut everything in half than what you used to do and just gradually build it up and you'll be back to where you were before lockdown before you know it tip number two try to understand that gyms are not going to be the same as what they were for a long time it's going to be completely different you're not going to be able to use equipment as freely as you used to be able to you're not going to be able to hoard all the dumbbells to do some stupid lateral raise drop set you're not going to be able to jump from one thing to the next and like you used to be able to there's a lot of things that are going to be different so the sooner people can kind of realize that without coming across too arsy um the easier it's going to be for everybody so be courteous to others give people space whether you think coronavirus is still a risk or not some people might so you respect that respect the two meter rule clean your stuff um and just be generally just a bit more sensitive to everybody around you because there'll be some people that are really anxious and still not sure about if they're safe or not and tip three be kind to our pt mate kev he's probably not earned much money over the last four months so if there's something you want to learn there's something you want to gain maybe train with him as often as you can afford you never know what you might pick up and you'll be helping a technically a small business at the same time trying to stay afloat in tough times and that wraps up the episode so thanks for listening as always guys sending some questions it's been great to get a variety of different people on um, i've still got a couple of questions backed up so if you have sent me one don't worry um, I'll get round to them at some point soon. As always, guys, Instagram at healthbymat or email me, mattwilkinsonuk at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. See you next week.